Hello legends, we are back with another episode of Why Not Art and you're going to get a case in point today. So you're going to get to know me a little more intimately. I'm going to tell you my own love affair with art. So it's no wonder that I am a poet now because as a kid at high school I was that kid that was writing poetry. I would carry a journal around everywhere I went and I would write poetry about my teenage loves and heartbreaks and personal things that were going on in my family and I really used poetry as a way to express myself and a way to move through the events of my adolescence. Um, I also still remember around that time when my dad gave me a copy of the complete works of Shakespeare and I cherished this thing. I still have it and it was just such a meaningful gift. Essentially, I was a word nerd. That's really what I'm trying to say. (laughs) I was a word nerd at high school, but I really used words and particularly the poetic word to understand and explore my existence as an adolescent. But even going back before that, I remember I must have been aged maybe seven or eight. I don't even know. But a friend and I, we used to write poems about The Lion King because we loved The Lion King so much. So I can't remember when that film came out. That would that would help me tell you what uh, age I was. But I, it was definitely like under 10 um and I remember yeah we used to write these these poems to each other about the Lion King it's always been in me um and then into primary school so I guess around aged 11 I formed a band with some friends I got my dad to like do a photo shoot for us there's always been this creative streak this desire to express myself Um, When Titanic came out, some friends and I built a replica Titanic ship out of like toilet rolls and pieces of cardboard. And then we figured out how to weight it and pre-cut it and put it back together. And then we went and sank it in the bath and filmed it. And like this was this huge project. We were working on this thing for weeks, but it was such a outlet you know it was something to pour all of our energy and our attention and our thinking you know it it had us thinking um so let's go back to high school so my last year of high school um in australia it's called uh your hsc and you do uh, major projects for some of your subjects and i did a suite of poems on the seven deadly sins I did a monologue in drama, which was like a risque, feminist, very sexy version of the Little Red Riding Hood, where I basically ended up sleeping with the wolf. And I did a paper staunchly defending Marilyn Manson and the claims that he caused violence in teens. Um, So this kind of social study uh, paper on really the impact of arts and entertainment on society. So my love affair with art has really been there as long as I can remember. 
And it has always been a form of expression for me. It's been a form of figuring out who I am, expressing who I am, questioning the world and forming an identity, you know? And so then when I moved into university, I did an um, arts, media and communications degree with a major in art history and a major in film theory because I was obsessed with what art can tell and teach us and how it can make us feel. I was just completely fascinated by it and wanted to be immersed in all sorts of different art forms all the time. So film to Renaissance art, to contemporary art, to music. Um, Around this time, I also sort of had my first glimpse of my dream career. I decided I wanted to be a music video producer. So I was doing internships all over the place. I remember I worked 24 hours around the clock in this crappy old warehouse in the inner west of Sydney, pushing shards of glass around the floor for 24 hours for 20 seconds of stop motion animation in a film clip for um, an Aussie band called Faker. The song was Are You Magnetic? I'll put the link to the film clip um, in the show notes so you can go and see it. You'll see towards the end there's 20 seconds of these shards of glass kind of magnetizing around the musicians. That was me for 24 hours pushing shards of glass around a warehouse floor with a broom. I also did a... Uh, internship with Triple J, which is one of the radio stations here in Australia. And I got to go to my first live, well, not my first live gig, but I got to work my first live gig. So I was on the other side. I was in that little pit where the security guards stand. And I remember it was an Interpol concert and I looked out at the crowd and I remember this feeling. I'm getting goosebumps right now, actually, just telling you this story. I remember thinking like, this is it. This is life. This is being alive. Like that rush was just so palpable and I wanted more of it. So I was also filming and writing articles for local bands. Um, I was also modeling. I was doing kind of amateur modeling, not for any money or any image, but it was to play with my creative expression. So It was crazy makeup, it was different characters, and it was just something that I loved to do. And I had really realized that what I wanted to do in the world was to create entertainment and escape. That's what I wanted. But then all of a sudden I got a job in advertising. And honestly, you know, at that age when it's your first career, you're just finishing up uni, you're about to enter the workforce, like it's, it's a bit of a high, right? And I I was sucked in by the high flying kind of hustle of the advertising industry, the big parties, the big clients. And I kind of let my creative expression kind of go to the wayside. Um, and, And when I say that, I mean, you know, like my conscious intent and the time that I would give to it, it was still there just very subtly. So like my favorite clients to work on in that first advertising agency I worked with were the artists. I remember building a website for a tattoo artist. 
I remember doing an album launch for a band and they were the projects that I really loved. It wasn't the face creams and the tampons, which I did as well. Um, so it was always there, but I had stopped actively expressing myself. I'd stopped writing. I had stopped um, my own creative practice, I guess. And in the period of kind of five years working in advertising, four years maybe at that point, um, I put on a lot of weight. I was overworked. I was working 14 hour days. I wasn't looking after myself um, and everything kind of sort of started to unravel in terms of my health um, and I guess the way I felt about myself. You know, it's, it's a knock on effect when you're burnt out and you're you're unhealthy. Uh, it, it starts to affect everything. So I actually ended up going traveling. Um, my partner and I sold everything we owned. We put on a backpack and we went traveling around the world for 18 months. And whenever I tell this story, people kind of, they want to write the ending themselves. And they think, oh, you had like an eat, pray, love moment. Like you figured out the meaning to life and everything was suddenly fantastic. And don't get me wrong, it was one of the most incredible experiences of my life and I don't regret it for a second, but I picked up quite an unwelcome and unlikely travel companion in the form of an eating disorder. And when I look back on it now, I just realized it was such a manifestation of how disconnected I was from myself, how disconnected from myself I had become. And Part of that, I do believe, was around kind of abandoning that that love affair with with art and with creativity. And I look back on it now and I can see these really poignant moments on that trip when, you know, I wasn't very well, whether I was admitting that or not. And art would kind of come and hold me. So I remember we did a lot of like overnight bus rides, 24 hour trips. And I used to cocoon myself in a blanket, like put a hoodie on, put a blanket on me. And I would listen to the same album and it was so comforting. And it was this, it was a way for me to get through these long journeys, sometimes quite treacherous journeys, depending on what country we were in. And I would listen to the Ben Harper live from Mars album. And still now when I listen to that, it is such a, a source of, of comfort. Um, I just listen to it on repeat. I'd fall asleep to it and just have it just keep going over and over again. So, you know, art has always been there to hold me, whether I have been consciously calling it in or not or, or consciously answering the call or not. Um, and ever since then, you know, coming home, going through recovery from from that disordered relationship I had with my body and with food. As I've healed from that, my creativity has come back online slowly, slowly, bit by bit, stronger and stronger. And it has built so much momentum that it is now again, you know, the greatest love affair of my life. I will say that, you know, it is, um, it's, it's such a deep, love that I have for art and for creativity, for expressing myself and for consuming art myself. Um, and, you know, just like that feeling of being in the pit at that Interpol concert, looking out and seeing the impact that art has on people, 
people smiling in absolute awe, people swaying with their eyes closed, feeling the music, people crying at the emotion of it, people dancing to the beat through their feet, all of those things. That's it. That's being alive. And that for me is why not art? That's it. Thank you for listening yeah this is just my little corner of the internet but I hope these stories are enlivening and remind you of the incredible nature of art and creativity and what a blessing it is that we have it in our lives so please don't forget to hit the follow button so you never miss a new episode and share this podcast with your friends please share it widely with those that you think will dig it and i'd also love to hear your own stories your own thoughts your own love affairs with art your memorable experiences so you can send me a message through anchor or through instagram and my email is also in the show notes i would love to hear from you